Podcast. Me and Rakib are back for another episode of comedy, introspection, and incest porn. Mm. Uh, <laughs> My washing machine does not, in fact, work, so this could actually happen. <laughs> oh, so, shit. That's why I've been staying yeah. in a, I've been in that washing machine for 20 minutes. You haven't come around. <laughs> yeah, it should make sense, right? Like, if anybody's going to get stuck in a washing machine, it's going to be me. <laughs> I never understood that scenario, by the way. It's just... It's I con- never got that. <laughs> I guess it's just kind of convenient. Like, somebody is, is bending over into a thing where they're stuck... And How could they be stuck? That's the thing. They're like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm like, no, I'm not. Just get, just get the fuck out. Yeah, this it's very weird. I don't understand the scenario. It makes no sense. Uh, like the average uh, adult actress is entirely too small to be stuck in anything other than a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, right, so... Unless her tits are just so huge, it's like... <laughs> I mean, even yeah, then. Even t- it's not that they're made out of... It's not that they're made out of cement and plaster. They're, they're malleable. <laughs> yeah, you can sort of, like, maneuver them out. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, you know, butter them up a little bit. Yeah. Help them get out. You got detergent. It's right <laughs> above your head. Just soap them up. Just soap them up. Just light them up. It's fine. It's good. You know, it'll sting a little bit, but, you know... Every month it gets tender anyway. You, you, you're probably used to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what were we talking about prior to the start of the podcast? We were, we were talking about how it's weird that Irish people have a kinship with potatoes because of the potato famine and whatnot. Yeah. And then, but they never... Got around to... Got around to turn it into liquor. Yeah, never got around to turn it into like vodka or vodka something. Vodka or something. I said, yeah... They're the only people... Yeah, they have a lot of potatoes. Not vodka. Vodka is still surprisingly... uh, It's not a thing. Russian. They're whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, but whiskey is not made with potatoes. No, it's made out of rye. Yeah. So I'm like... You know what Freud says about the Irish people, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, God created Irish people to conquer the world Mm -hmm. and made whiskey to stop them. (laughs) It's it's probably true. (laughs) It's probably true. They can be quite... They're they're known to be a warrior tribe. Yeah. Yeah, even the... The the Irish and the Scots are the two groups of individuals who... By the way, I mean real Irish. Yeah, yeah. And Scots are the two groups of... In in particular, Scots are known for Vikings that when Vikings reached them, Mm -hmm. they were like, maybe we shouldn't really get engaged in battle. They they were like... They topped Vikings in terms of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's sad that they did get crushed by the Romans eventually, but they had numbers and money at their disposal. Um... But I think it's also the there's also this underappreciated aspect of Irish people where they're quite cerebral, but you don't really think about it as much. Mm. Like you, you have your James Joyce's and Oscar Wilde's and whatnot. Um, and the Scottish have a lot of like really talented engineers like Brunel and whatnot. Mm. Um, for somewhat reason, some of the best content producers on on YouTube all Irish. I don't get it. Really? So, yeah. You got this one dude called Super Eye Patch Wolf, Irish. You got another dude uh, who runs a YouTube channel called Engineering Explained, Irish. There's a whole bunch of other people on YouTube, all Irish. It's very weird. I don't get it. 
I wish I could have an explanation for that, but I really don't. I'm blanking out for that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, could it be because of their centuries of oppression by the Brits kind of caused this insane... Because they have a... Humor-wise, they're very funny. Yeah. At the same time, they're very fucking intense. Yeah. And insanely proud. Yes. <laughs> insanely proud of their Irish heritage. Have you seen Braveheart? I've seen Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, that's one. <laughs> Uh, there's this one movie I grew up with as a child called War of the Buttons, and War of the Buttons is is set in this in this town called County Cork, mm. and it's about these two these two schools these two boy these groups of boys who basically go to war every weekend over a bounty of rare buttons. That's it. And of the interaction that happens between these things, it's a beautiful movie. I wish I've seen it. Then. Yeah. But it's this thing of where, like, there's this one scene where they they're just going to battle, holding sticks and whatnot, and one of one side pulls a gambit where they just show up naked mm-hmm. and just charge the other side, and the other side can't handle it. Like, oh god, they're naked, and they start running, <laughs> and the other <laughs> they're like, ah, yeah, we're naked, ah, yeah, my willy's out there, yeah, yeah my willy, yeah. yeah. My- <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you like to blow the tin whistle, blow this, you fuckers! Ah, <laughs> you know they're funny because uh, I love the, the the weird rivalry between the Scots and the Irish. Mm. Not really a rivalry; it's a very it's a friendly rivalry yeah. because they're like the Scottish say like Irish are the Scots who couldn't swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> fucking cold, like. I'm just going to swim over to England to tell them what spots. Oh, I'm an iceberg. Shite. Oh, yeah. shite. Oh, well, but when they talk, their accents are almost fucking insane. Uh, there is, there is, because here's the weird thing. Um, in, the mo- in the rare moments where I have gotten inebriated enough for my accents to change, it, there's a very like step-by-step thing, right? So it goes from... Uh, it goes from the sort of usual sort of mixed up accent I usually have as a Malaysian. Yeah. And then it defaults back into what I was raised with, which is a British accent. Mm. Like a complete British accent. And then it goes from that to Scottish. Yeah. So when I start, so when I start sounding like, 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 uh, like, uh, like Sean Connery just a little bit. Porsche galore. Porsche galore. Porsche galore. Porsche. There's a, there's this classic. <laughs> it's not actually Sean Connery, but it's SNL skit with one of them is playing Sean Connery. Yeah, and it's a and it's a parody of um, of <coughs> Jeopardy, right? Celebrity Jeopardy, and it's uh, two hundred bucks for uh, uh, an album. Yeah, but the guy who's playing Sean Connery calls anal bomb. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, or like a Billy Connolly type. Oh, Billy Connolly is my hero. Oh yeah, I love that guy, and he's a uh, he's pretty ill now, and I'm yeah. pretty sad about it. But yeah. I really love that guy. I'm just surprised he lived this long. Honestly, he yeah. he, he seemed to live very hard. Yeah. He, in his younger days, he did. But yeah. the thing about him is that he had such a. Whenever he speaks, he mm. speaks of everything with such a joy. Every fucking thing. Yeah. With such a joy. Yeah. That you're going to kind of get a feeling like, this guy knew how to live. This mm. guy 
is found that I mean and he's been through shit you know mm-hmm. it's like his father sexually molested him when he was a damn. kid jeez and he forgave him for that really jeez um, his mother left them when he was a kid jeez and he was born he was abused by his aunts uh, went through hell basically when he was a child. So Charles well, Dickens just, was like, "I give the fuck up." Yeah, yeah it's not Charles Dickens now, boo. Get in the line. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are gay. Yeah, uh, he had a lot of crap going on, but yet he's just so joyous yeah. about life yeah like I still sometimes refer to my dick as my willy <laughs> <laughs> my willy <laughs> I, I I remember uh, Bill Connolly acting as uh, uh, as Mr. Brown in Mrs. Brown about the Highlander about the Highland Guard, who was uh, the personal bodyguard of... Yeah, he got Dory. nominated for Oscar. He got nominated for an Oscar for that. That was really, really great. And it was very interesting yeah. to see, like, he's usually a comedian, just, like, very, you know, loud and extroverted on stage. But on, on stage, on the set, he's just yeah. very controlled and very precise and very... Yeah, professional yeah, actor. Very professional actor. Yeah. And I always thought that, that that's an indication where not too many actors can be comedians, but a lot of comedians no. can be very good actors. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And the thing about him is that, like, of course, he also has a gift. He has a very, very interesting face. Mm-hmm. So he can be quiet while and doesn't do anything, and you can still find him interesting. Mm-hmm. His face has, he has this, like, charm to his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? Uh, he had a he had a movie with Sharon Stone. Hmm. Um, apparently, they didn't get along with each other in the movie. Uh, and uh, he had a movie with Sharon Stone, and Sharon Stone only has like maybe two films that were like worthy of mentioning. Right. This one like came out was supposed to be a romantic comedy and stuff, hmm. and they didn't get along with each other on set. And his friend, who was a late night host, asked him was like. How was that movie doing that movie for you? And he said, you know, the thing about me, because he used to be a welder in the shipyard yeah, yeah. in Scotland, he said, the only, I, 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 I really wanted my welder pals to see me getting in bed with Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he cared about doing that movie. <laughs> like, you know, all my welder pals are watching me. Yes. One of us did. Hey, you did good, Billy. Uh, God, to give him yeah. good. Come on, Billy. Seems like you gained a stone. <laughs> gained a stone. In your pants. Uh, ah, you're uh, good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Give her your belly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, I think it's, um, I was, I was actually talking to this with a friend about how the closer you are, to England, the more fucked over you're gonna be, and uh, the 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 more interesting you become, essentially, yeah. right? Um, if you want to know which countries produce some of the best comedians, just see who the British fucked over the most. <laughs> the more fucked up the country, it's the more fun you will have. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's a uh, like British comedian, not Br- British are fun because they got fucked quite a bit by Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or themselves. Or themselves, really. They're their own worst enemy. Yeah. 
The uh, French, you don't. I don't. The French are. I have not seen a French. I mean, there. I know there are French comedians in France, but they only do it in French because fuck you, English. Uh, English is an inferior language. Uh, but there is. There are comedians who are French language who are not originally from France. So you got. Um, this is one Moroccan comedian Gad uh, Emal Emal uh, something or other I can't remember um, I have no fucking idea he's a stand-up comedian he does it in French he's actually quite funny but he's mm. a he's a Jewish Moroccan which is a combination I thought that could not possibly could not possibly exist he's a, he's a French speaking Jewish Moroccan I'm like <laughs> alright I'll put you together with the with the yeah. with the German Eskimo <laughs> One of those, yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes you do come across an odd combination that you're yeah. like, how the fuck are you created right now? Like, yeah. what did your parents do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did your grandfather do? It's just a weird combo. Like, uh, um, <laughs> my best friend is 20% Jewish. Uh-huh. He's a Syrian born, 20% Jew. Yeah. Uh, 50% Persian. Yeah. Persian Iraqi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it? Yeah, a one percent Chinese. What? <laughs> yeah, he, he got a bit of Chinese in him. <laughs> like, did he swallow a pucket of duck sauce? What <laughs> is that? Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he got some. He got some Chinese and Mongolian blood in him. Uh, oh, uh, everybody got Mongolian. Well, blood. God bless Genghis Khan, <laughs> man. That guy did. <laughs> when he was when he wasn't writing, he was fucking. Yeah, just. <laughs> just just banging his way through the step, just spreading his DNA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he would like Mongolians had this tradition of like letting their cum dry under the sun <laughs> and then break it with hammer and turn it into dust <laughs> and just, and just salt bay it wherever they go. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. just fucking go yeah. next to every go- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're growing wheat. How can you have so much children? Like, it is... Like, that means every time Genghis Khan had sex, he conceived. Yeah. Like, his DNA is so superior. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you're all... Even if you're not ovulating, yeah. his, his <laughs> sperm is coming through. The sperm is just waiting outside the... It's just waiting outside your uh, your ovaries, just, just looking at its watch, going... <laughs> I'm waiting. Anytime. Come on. I, I gotta. We gotta go. Come on. Come on. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. 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 Your Uber's waiting. Come on. Um, there's that one thing. I have another friend. I got a. This is a childhood friend of mine, right? And his his uh, dad is Indian. Yeah. Right. Specifically Malayali. So already a minority within a minority. Wow. And uh, his mom was Chinese, a uh, Chinese, uh, not Chinese, Japanese American, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and uh, then he converted to Islam, uh-huh. but in so doing, also joined sort of like a side sect. So he joined like a Sufi cult, basically. Wow! And then uh, from there, he found, and uh, from there, he got indoctrinated into. Uh, a group of witch doctors, basically, a bunch of bomos. And then he got ordained as a bomo. And so this half Japanese, half Indian Muslim convert also doubles, also moonlights from his day job as a graphic designer as the dude who chases rain away for TV3. It's really, it's really bizarre. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, that is really bizarre. Yeah, it's it's quite strange. Have you seen Malaysian Africans? Malaysian and Africa? South Africa. Yeah, I I've heard you all of them. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of them too through mm. my ex girlfriend actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. told me it's like they're Malaysian Africans in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And I say how, and she talked about something involved possible slavery of yeah. Malays yeah. into African into South African region yeah. by the Brits of course of course, <laughs> of course yeah, the Brits fuck, yeah. <laughs> fucking British <laughs> just so the, yeah. Yeah, fucking British <laughs> no wonder your lizards call a spotted dick that's mm. what your soul is made out of mm. <laughs> fucking Churchill sucking yeah. dick <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of brown dudes go <laughs> I'm actually very happy to see British nowadays. They're a dying race. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have every British person I've met in the past four years. They've never not they're not Brits. No, <laughs> no, and they they look a little tainted. You know? Yeah, 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 I'm like you look like a glass of milk with a shot of espresso. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got this. Um, I I often meet British people who still have that air of like clueless superiority about them. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. And, they, and they're universally hated. Yeah, you know, amongst like within within whatever scene that they're in, um, they're nice to me. I don't know why, uh, but uh, but it's it's just thing of like you. I don't think you understand that this thing you call confidence is just you being a, an entitled, privileged fuck. Yeah, the, yeah, there's not a sad problem. Like, the British-British is one problem. Yeah. Another is, which is even surpassed the Brits mm-hmm. in terms of just bullshit, mm-hmm. is um, I've met, like, maybe four Malaysian, half Malaysian, half... Uh, British, mm. British, half British, <laughs> half British, and they are by far the worst. Really? Yeah, they're very bad. Like, I won't say very bad, but it beca- it kind of creates this very odd complexion of them. He, he's trying to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was cat is trying to get in. Yeah. There's, uh, He's um, he's gonna keep at it. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. And the uh, the thing is, is like the half British, half Malaysians are uh, um, all of them were half. Oh, sorry, half British, half mm-hmm. Malaysian Chinese, to be exact. Ah, okay. And they have like they are Malaysian, mm-hmm. but they carry that sense of superiority of a Brit, mm-hmm. like like when they're. By their behavior, they're British. Mm-hmm. By their way they talk, they're British. When they when it suits them, they're very British. Right. And they do see themselves a level above everybody mm-hmm. else, like in the uh, university, mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, that level of arrogance, I'm like, bitch, you're, you're, you're Malaysian. Yeah. Like, I, I, not that there's anything low about being Malaysian, but I'm just saying, like, why are you so proud of? Why are you so, like... Problematic. I don't. I don't understand. I think it's just this thing of where Malaysia has a lot of problems. Yeah. Right? And at that, at some point, anything looks better than being Malaysian, right? Like Malaysia has a ton of things that are like embarrassing, like the airplanes went missing. Yeah. And our prime minister like ran off with a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Right. And I can't say this because it was proven in a court of law. Yeah. Right. But 
So it can be very embarrassing to like love your country, you know, what and all. But so in 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 uh, in uh, in mm. in return, what happens is that whatever other identity you can latch onto, that's where your source of pride is. Yeah, and that can be very problematic as well because that's all you've got to lord over other people. Um. You know, you know, like Patricia O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. He had this bit about the, uh, what's it called? The uh, he, he had this bit about Italians in America right. or other other members of other races who are not black that yeah. went to America who are not not white either. Mm. And he says, "Bitch, you came to America." In 1960, yeah. in 1920, I yeah. was here when it was born, yeah. my ancestors, and you chose white. Yeah. You came here and then you said, I'm superior to you because I'm white. You're not white. No. They, no. They and wasn't. the thing is, is about that, it's like, what is that pride that goes around about that? It's the uh, same with the half British, half... Uh, half British, half Malaysian. Like, why are you? What? What is it? What is the benefit of boasting? To it? no, they don't boast about it, but their demeanor is of as equal is equivalent to a British person mm-hmm. who came from a royal family. I'm like yeah, no. your your father works in a factory. Your mother yeah. is a housewife, and you're a shitty person. Uh, what is the attitude that you have towards me for being Middle Eastern? I don't know. I think it's just this thing of where. It is what a person who actually isn't English thinks what English people are like. And they project that impression of what English people are like onto other people. Yeah. Right? We, with whatever inferiority complex we've got, think of the British as being these very sort of debonite, classy people with a lot of dignity and whatnot, when we're not bitching about them uh, murdering everybody in sight. So I'm guessing anybody who's really proud of that heritage will, like, front that that's what they are. Yeah. But if you actually met an actual English person, it runs the gamut from very pleasant and polite to just like, oh, I don't know, hanging off a lamppost at two o'clock in the morning in Soho, completely drunk off their minds. You know? Yeah. They get drunk. They're, they're, they're drinkers. Oh, jeez. They're, they're like, they're disturbingly yeah. drunks. Uh, not, uh, not, I won't call it drunks. Uh, it's like, like, I know a few British, like, just pure Brits yeah. in Malaysia, and, like, I follow them on Instagram, and I follow them on Facebook, and, like, they go to Changkat in the morning, and, like, breakfast time, and, like, she is having a cocktail, yeah. the dad just had a shot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was the most casual thing. They're not drunk, no. but they're drinking. Yeah, it's whiskey for breakfast, right? Yeah, whiskey for breakfast. It's like... Simple as that. I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. And they're uh, not good drunks, by the way. They're not Russian. Like they're. they're it's not that their tolerance is high. Yeah. It's just that they're. It's so embedded with them to drink so much. It's really, it's really odd, because you don't really think of the British as being like alcoholics, right? That stereotype. It's it's associated with the Scots, with the Irish, yeah. with the Russians, and it's associated with them because of you know the impression that they're lower class. Yeah. So that well, they must be alcoholics because they're lower class. Yeah. Right. Lady Chatley, on the other hand, is having gin for tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't call her an alcoholic because you know 
you you can get away with it because you're rich. Um, I don't know because I've I've met I've met I don't know actual actual sort of like British people. Yeah, and and it's just this thing of where you know they they don't drink as much as we they they drink a lot right they drink yeah. a lot uh but compared to other europeans they don't they don't drink they drink a lot they they drink more that's the weird thing right they drink more they drink okay. more yeah like the germans don't drink as much as the british do honestly no no the Scandinavians, like they got the, you know, yeah. Funny enough, you mentioned, especially in Penang, you see them. Yeah, I've seen drunk British. Yeah, I've not seen drunk Germans. Yeah, I've no. seen Germans. I've yeah. seen Brits. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen a drunk German. I've never seen a drunk German yeah. either. I've never seen a drunk Frenchman. Yeah, and and they always the Brits also cause trouble when they get drunk. Oh my god! You know that love. Do you know the love lane in Penang? Yeah, it's yeah, always there's, yeah. There's always like a problem that goes on. It's a Brit. It's always some yobbish backpacker starting a fight, and then his like his like I don't know Canadian friend has to pull him away or something. Oh, the, the last time I saw one was a year ago, year year or so ago. It was a gay British dude mm-hmm. who would just keep coming and get the mic from the singer. Right. Oh, yeah. He kept pulling the mic from the singer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was security going on in the mm-hmm. love lane now, apparently, mm-hmm. because of the fights, apparently, that mm-hmm. was happening in the love lane between right. uh, the foreigners, the tourists, and uh, the some Indian people there. Yeah. That had happened quite a few times. I mean, I say there's security going on. People with military uniform are still yeah. there in the love lane. And uh, this guy, this um, relatively tall Chinese military man was walking around with right. military boots and everything. And he saw what was happening and he kept interrupting the music. And the, the singer really took it well. Like, mm-hmm. he really tried to manage it well. But he was getting pissed off as well. And this um, guard got close to him a few times and he said, oh, I'm just playing. I'm not going to do anything. And then eventually he grabbed the guard's balls. Oh, shit. Which was a wrong move. No, don't. Oh, yeah. Don't grab the balls of the voluntary peacekeeping corpse. That's oh, yeah. He told you, he twisted his arm. He held them down. He, like, pushed them down right. a little bit. Uh, funny enough, I think that's his superior, whether his superior came and kind of yeah calmed everything down but the guard wanted to like beat the living fuck out of him oh yeah no I can't I can imagine yeah of all the white people I've encountered um in Penang when I was working when I was living and working in Penang um I think I think the nicest are the Americans weirdly enough yeah American tourists like America's got a really lousy reputation as a country but these days, the people who come over are just like really sedate and calm and polite and apologetic. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Like if you take them out of their country, if you take a particular kind of American out of the country, mm-hmm. they, they behave the way you expect the British to behave. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Brits are like, you're, you're being really obnoxious right now. What happened to tea and cr- crumpets and being really polite? I don't understand. I don't understand. I think it might be a regional thing. Like if you get a if you get somebody if you get a drunk dude from Manchester, you might be in trouble. Um, yeah, 
if it's somebody from East London, <laughs> you, you might be in a, in a lot of trouble, I guess. Yeah. If you've got a if you've got a young lady from Salisbury or something, mm. it's gonna be really. Europeans in general are not. Uh, Europe Europe in general is now in a very weird state, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, they've kind of grown. Now there's like two. There there are two factions. They're like America, but America, as far as I know, has always been like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Europe is now becoming that, right. which is. A left and a right, but extremes. Right. Yeah. There's no middle ground anymore, really, with anyone. Yeah. Um, there's either... Oh my god, the world, we need to open up and we need to let the people in and embrace all the cultures. And then there's this, uh, kick out the foreigner, fuck fuck everybody else, attack this, attack that, European power. Oi, get out of me country. Get out of my country, you bastard. You're fucking slag while he's eating a kebab. Yeah. Get out of my country, you faggot. Oi, oi. Do you want to get some curry afterwards? Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the part that Europe, um, Brits didn't do right. They ex- they went around and got people's stuff. Yeah. But the thing is that they didn't understand is that if you remove people's stuff and they yeah. don't have any more stuff, they're yeah. gonna come to you because you got all the, the stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah right. Hello. 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 You took uh, my British, stuff. Uh, hello, English G. Uh-huh. Uh, you took all. You took all of the. You took all of the everything. Uh, you, you took, took everything, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, can I? Can I? I don't want it back. I just want to earn yeah. a little bit of it back so that, you know, then the Jamaican dude is just like shoving yeah. the Indians dude. The, Oi, give me back me stuff. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking bastard. He's from Brixton. He's Why is it Jamaican? Why is it Jamaican something? <laughs> yeah, he, he's from Brixton. So. Brixton. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cockney accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamaican like, oh, come on, yeah. man. Give me back my stuff, man. Yeah, come on. Me want me everything back, you fucking bastard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's what the, that's what the problem that with them, you see? Yeah. And uh, they're really gone to the extremes. Uh, I got the case of the, the most extreme that really condensed what white people and what white guilt is. Yeah. And that was my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no. Like, that was the most fucked up thing. Like, I had, like, wow, my God. Were you... A German. Oh, okay. Well... See, the German thing is weird because it's... Yeah. You were guilty for, like, one thing, uh, but Germans didn't have any colonies, right? So we give Germans a really hard time for mm. for the Third Reich during World War Two. Yeah. Right? But if you collate all of the nasty stuff that all of the European empires did, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the British... Um, the Belgians, holy shit, the Belgians. Yeah, the Belgians. Um, oh, God, I can never eat chocolate the same way again. <laughs> you know, when you think about all that, all rubber for that matter, when you think about all, all the stuff they did, they were, over time, they were dramatically worse. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know where German white guilt comes from. It's, it's, a, it's a foreign concept to me. 
Uh, German white guilt, I think, mainly comes from post uh, Second World Second World War. It still does, still does. I think that's the root of it now, oh, because geez. now they feel really guilty about the things they did, and they're now they're trying to apologize for it. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, what did they do? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just mean, kidding. The I'm only kidding. I only go as I'm far kidding. as like I at least the technology was really cool. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. like. It was just a few. No, no, no. Let's not. <laughs> I, I, I find the I, I find the white guilt thing really odd because it's just this thing of where, you know, you can sort of like try and educate yourself and maybe work towards making sure that whatever advantage you have in society isn't going to fuck anyone else over. Yeah. That's that's nice. But it's the problem is when you go so far, you start policing other people. You're still doing the same thing you did before, but yeah. now with a different ideology, right. yeah. basically. It's like, well, uh, become Christians, okay. And now stop being Christians, be whatever you want, okay. Yeah. Why aren't you being that? Now I'm going to kill you for not being that. Well, right. there's no more killing. There's more like a right. public social media crucifixion that goes on. Right. But it's all like this like weird shit that happens. Like, like, my, like my German girlfriend. Yeah. Whose grandfather was a Nazi? Yeah, an SS officer. Yeah, not just any Nazi. Yeah, like, yeah. Like high octane. The crime de la crap. Yeah, <laughs> de la crap. <laughs> yeah, like the top echelon. Yeah. The one that wouldn't even get the Nuremberg trial. They just chuck him into a prison and then throw him. Yeah, and he lived. He survived the war because and he, he went to Brazil, him. did he? he? He went to Argentina. Of course, it's Argentina. <laughs> Why the fuck did I even ask? Of course it's Argentina. Of course it's Argentina. He went there. Oh, fuck. And she made me watch Black Panther. Why? She Why is he made me tea? watch Black Panther. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I'm, I'm an... I'm an American. I'm Middle Eastern. I don't give a shit. This is not my war. <laughs> it's not my problem. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you're black or white. As long as you're nice. The, the black was created when white people realized they're white. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good observation. Like, black people didn't think of themselves as black until white people had to. Told make, them to. Told them to. It's like, you're black. They're like, yeah. oh, am I? Uh, I guess I am. I thought it was just the default. Like, I thought everybody just looked like this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, she made me watch Black Panther. Like, this movie showed... This is the first African-American... I know African-American, sorry. African superhero. It's so important for yeah. them. It made me watch that, like, watch that dreadful film, which the only positive aspect of it was the white character. <laughs> <laughs> Claw. Like, yeah. that was the only part. And I was, like, making fun of him, like, by the end when the uh, T'Challa killed the... Uh, kill, kill, Kilgorn? Yeah, Kilgorn, yeah. Yeah, and I was told... <laughs> I was like, uh, when he, like, when he stabs him in this... Yeah stomach and I was like man I, sh- I think they should start blowing each other yeah. <laughs> through the power of gay love <laughs> they can probably I, okay yeah. like I was hoping for I was laughing my ass off and I was seeing what she was trying to say yeah. but at the same time the like here's how I would have watched it I would have 100% watched and might have even enjoyed it yeah had it not been like pushed right and had I not felt like they're pushing an ideology down my throat right 
Blade was a hero, superhero character. I right. never doubted yeah. that. Yeah. But when I'm hearing, like, everybody tell... It, it, here's the thing. The stigma... Oh, yeah. I call it... The, I, I say it's a stigma of right. being labeled right. first African superhero. Mm-hmm. I think, like, that sucks. That, that sucks every possible joy out of the whole... Every... Uh, it brings an... Er, uh, an aura of, of inauthenticity mm. to it. Right, right. I feel like, oh, now you're trying to please the woke culture or mm. something. And it wasn't a good and it wasn't a good movie. It was an okay superhero yeah. thing. I okay, so because it wasn't pushed on me, yeah. right? I I acknowledge that Black Panther could be a lot better. Yeah. A lot better. But it's just this thing of where there's certain elements about it that made me feel shit. That I had never felt before about my identity as somebody who's like mixed race and doesn't yeah. and can't quite fit in, but not from the main characters. I identified more with the the villain Kilgore. Yeah, uh, Killmonger. 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 Sorry, yeah. Right, because he's this dude who's like abandoned in the middle of a of a country that can't can't quite accept him. Yeah. Right, and he has to go through a system that essentially is a meat grinder for minorities. Yeah, comes out on the other end, and the only thing he can do is what he's programmed to do by the powers that be. Like when he gets to Wakanda, the first thing he does is like American imperialist training. Right, you burn down the resources, you take over the country, you sabotage it from the inside by gaining people's trusts. Yeah, and to me, that's the tragedy. Like, when he gets back to his home, the only thing he can do is the programming that the white man taught him to do when he became a soldier. Exactly. That's the tragedy for me. That was, yeah, very good observation. Like, he he did what a white person would do. Yeah. <laughs> what an American would do. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's that, for me, is the tragedy. And I feel like that wasn't addressed. No. Because they were more concerned with trying to portray a kind of, like generic African exotica mm-hmm. for a for a viewership that wanted to perhaps fetishize Africa in a certain way. Yeah. And it's this just this thing of where like Africa is a whole continent. Yeah. Right? You you can't treat it like it's one whole country. You yeah. gotta go from country to country. Like South Africa, Kenya, Zimbabwe, um all the way up to like Ethiopia and Eritrea, these are very different cultures, right? And I think, I think one of the problems with Black Panther is that it's it's kind of generic in its expression of Africanness. Yeah, there, was, there, there could have been a lot more, but it was just a very... If you really look at it, there wasn't much. No. I don't remember... Like, I watched it and I was like, I get what you're trying to tell me, but the thing is... It's tainted here. Mm. It doesn't seem genuine. Mm. It does not seem uh, properly executed. Right. It just seems like something to feed to the yeah frenzy of like that's going around about uh, what African Americans are going through, right. what the black people are going through. And the studio or is just, I think, Disney, which is the head of the Marvel now, right. owns Marvel now. It's like, let's make that and sell loads of 
uh, merchandise on top right. of that, and it really did. And it really, it did. I think it's just that the bar is so low for representation that even this will, will even this will match the black people. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that they enjoyed it. I'm glad yeah. that they did it, but it's like this whole idea of pushing anything down anybody people's throat is not gonna go well. No, because like, no. like uh, have you seen Alien? Uh, yeah, obviously everybody has seen Alien. Anybody, yeah, anybody was uh, has a decent taste in films. Yeah, I've seen Alien. Yeah, at no point in that film I questioned that the the protagonist of the film mm-hmm. is a female. Right. I never, it never even occurred to me. Right. I was like, I hope she lives. Yeah. I hope she does what she needs to do. Right. Nowadays, there, there is this, nowadays, it's labeled, we're going to have a female superhero. Right. I'm like, bitch, Ripley was the best superhero. Right. She wasn't even a superhero. She was just a hero. She was the best character I've seen in my life. What are you talking about? For like two, for like three movies, four movies. Yeah. Non-stop. And I never questioned her right. existence and her role as a female character. Yeah. Nowadays, there is this whole thing like, look at what this female superhero did to the male right. characters. <laughs> like Captain Marvel, when it came, mm-hmm. I, I, I trolled it on Facebook mm-hmm. and I got plastered. Not and it was, so go- it was so good. Mm-hmm. When the first trailer of Captain Marvel came, I, I wrote... <laughs> Imagine if this, and this would have been a great movie, if a man was a hero. I put the man in capital. Right. Shame. <laughs> I just wrote that. I got seven hundred likes. Uh-huh. Angry and angry, but more angry replies. Oh jeez. But the first replies, whoever saw that. Uh-huh. Whoever saw that the first replies were like how to like the best ones were like. How to anger? How to anger the uh, anger the SJW one on one? And another one was just like I'm just here to read the comments. Those were the best. Right. But the rest of the people were like, "You're nothing. Listen to me. You're you're nothing. Mm. Fuck you. Fuck you." And they were like insulting me, and I and I would always just reply with that. The clip of Joker mm-hmm. laughing at Batman in the interrogation room. <laughs> just, uh, but I was, I had to remove the comment because it would just keep coming. Mm. People were not really stopping this. There was no moment that it stopped. It went, it was, it started with 200, went up to five, went up to seven, got to the thousand. I was like, I gotta stop this. I gotta. Because, like, people were... Some were very angry. Some found the humor in it. Yeah. Some knew what I was doing. Because the way I wrote the comment yeah. was there to... Pro- was I wasn't hiding that I'm here to provoke you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, imagine how... The- I, I wrote this. Imagine how awesome this movie would have been mm-hmm. if a man mm-hmm. was a leading role. <laughs> <laughs> just, re- just being transparently a I'm dick about... I'm being transparently dick here. I'm yeah. being provocateur yeah, here yeah, yeah. but you're all taking the bait yeah. thoroughly right like I was so surprised by the success of that into provoking people into rage and they were all like fuck you I and think it's some guy someone right. founded my someone found my website <laughs> and like emailed me oh jeez listen to me you piece of shit you're no one you're nothing 
What? Yeah, you like this, huh? Yeah, your male misogynistic toxic masculinity and everything. I was like, oh, god damn it. So here's the funny thing about the MCU and its female representation, right? Because in Endgame, spoiler alert, there is this, like, lineup uh, of all the female uh, superheroes who then go against Thanos and, and, like, save the day, essentially. Yeah. Right after the man have pushed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right after okay. man. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and funny, and it was fun, and like, people were sort of like celebrating it as like empowerment, right? Yeah. But something weird happened what? because a few other producers of other shows saw it and they came back like just pissed off and were like, that is the most transparent form of pandering I've seen in my life. Mm. Right, this is the kind of low bar representation that Disney will do to appease certain groups, yeah, at the cost of good storytelling. And one of the people who um, expressed this was one of the writer of The Boys. Oh, <laughs> right, like it was the it was one of the two head writers of The Boys, uh, a man and a woman, and the the lady. I can't remember all of their names, but. It was the it was the lady writer who came back. Would you look at this pandering bullshit? They think that is like representative of women, yeah. right? And if you watch season two of the boys, they parody that quite strongly. This sort of commercialization of of female yeah. empowerment, you know? Yeah, when the product. yeah when the what was it the Wonder Woman character? Yeah, the boys was like came out as gay. Yeah, yeah, and they were really trying to push that idea yeah. forward, like you. So as a gay couple, right? You two are the females of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were like, "What the fuck is this?" It's it's very weird because here's the thing, right? People will defend the concept and idea, but they forget that the people who make the media is a giant, faceless, multi-billion-dollar corporation yeah and they don't think of you as people they think of you as points of data to acquire money from you're just numbers <laughs> they're just num. you're just numbers you don't have rights so if they can just tell you what you want to hear you will pay them all of the money as long as you're pleased yeah and Somewhat. i sure and and i get it like if you're a kid right if you're a black kid from the bronx and you haven't seen a superhero your own skin color your entire life maybe that's really important to you if you're a young girl who doesn't have any female superhero to look up to, that might be very important to you exactly. as well. But if you're a grown-ass person, mm. right, this is not for you. Not at all. No. It's this. It's like um, when people lost their shit over the, the Ghostbusters reboot, right? Yeah. Because they felt like it wasn't a very good movie. Like, it was, like, corny and poorly written. But... Um, but people sort of defended it, assuming that the criticism was based in misogyny. Yeah. And some of it might have been. But here's the thing that I feel about the Ghostbusters movie. It doesn't have to be good for adults. All it needs to do is be good enough for kids who want something to look up to. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's all it's got to be. It, it just just give it, just, it has to be good enough. Yeah. For, for somebody else to look at it as a role model for just like an hour in a week and then have them something to look up to. Whatever agenda you think it represents, you know, if you're like an SJW, 
Yeah. Or if you're like an MRA type. Yeah. Right? Like you're red pill to fuck. This is not our fight to have over. No. No. Just just let people have their shit. Yeah. You know, stop trying to shove it down people's throats. That's what I, the, that's what the the problem is that when you feel like somebody's like pushing an idea down your throat, yeah. you're gonna throw up. Yeah. It's like I'm like, eh, calm the hell down. I don't need that shit. Yeah. The you mentioned the female Ghostbusters that came yeah. out recently. That right. was like, that was like a, 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 I didn't even bother watching it to be honest. I already no, knew I, whatever they're gonna do with it. I I I didn't bother either. Yeah. But then I, there there was like the what was it? Charlie's Angels. Yeah. That one, I didn't bother watching it, but I knew exactly what it was going to be the second I saw the trailer. Right. And it was like, the the clip of it came out, and it's all about female empowerment. Right. It's like, women are amazing. Like, it, yeah. it starts with Kristen Stewart talking to the camera and says, I think women are amazing. Women can do anything. Right. And the whole of the entire, the rest of the movie is a spin on that same sentence mm-hmm. happening constantly again and again and again and they have superpowers as well and every man in the film is an evil piece of shit every right. man even the one that they trust yeah. is the evil character it turns out to be the evil character and it's a horrible film it's a real horrible film and uh, the the director of it uh, Elizabeth Banks mm-hmm. when the movie tanked in the box office because yeah. it was it didn't tank because it was a feminist film it tanked because it was a bad bad film mm. and people it was like this movie failed because of the toxic males of blah 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 there's because of the toxic uh, because of men mm. and all that toxicity and everything like no it failed because you suck at directing the funny thing is this movie builds upon the Charlie's Angels that came before it the Charlie's Angels movie that came before it was Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz, yeah, Lucy and Liu. then Lucy Liu, right? Yeah. And then the sequel had Demi Moore as the villain. Yeah. Uh, and it was... Who was the dude from Groundhog? Bosley. Bosley was... The, yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, it was Bosley in he front was of one. He was basically comic relief, right? Yeah. And I thought to myself, I, I like this. It's not a smart movie. But it was, it's fun. It's I can't so help but fun. smile. Yeah, it's like, ah, it's, it's just Karen Diaz being a goofball in her underpants. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore can't help but make bad decisions. And Lucy Liu is like a... Is like horrible a, cook. It's a horrible cook. <laughs> she keeps making terrible innuendos to her dad, who's John Cleese. And it, it's just... I know it's dumb, but it's so funny. It's, it's comfort so fun. food. It's comfort food. That's yeah. what it is. And and I think at no point do we did we ever think the like, fuck these three girls are doing man I yeah. don't get it yeah no no well, I was like I hope they catch the bad guy yeah, I hope, yeah yeah like you oh, for them this is fun this is really fun yeah and I think and I think if you know if if the second movie was just that like it didn't take itself too seriously no not right? I don't I don't remember a point that they did that it was right? always the same. Yeah, like the choreography was was was. There was jokes. There yeah. was this like oh, there was oh, there was always a comic relief. There yeah. was like one or two moments of serious. Yeah, like when he cut the guy's head off in episode one. Yeah, uh, but you don't even see that. You just yeah. know he died. Right, and that was it, really. Oh, yeah. but when you realize that uh, Knox is the traitor. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that was, I was like, oh, Knox is a traitor, and he just banged <laughs> Drew De- Drew Barrymore. Yeah. God, that was it. That and like, you're like, oh, he's such a slime ball. We hate him so much. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I think that was effectively more feminist than trying to make a feminist movie. Like you the know. best feminist, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a feminist movie because I think that would be like almost an insult to what the director was really trying to do. Right. But it but it is a feminist movie, as in like it is a very empowering film for female, I believe. Yeah. It, there are themes of feminism in it. Yeah. Uh, but not that there's any fucking thing wrong with it. It's called The Widows. The Widows? Yeah. Have you seen that? No, no. I oh, seen. I love that movie. Uh, it was a movie with. It was a movie with. Um, God, who? What was her name? Uh, okay, uh, have you seen Tenet? Tenet. Elizabeth Debicki. The Debicki. Debicki. Yeah, Elizabeth Debicki. No, I haven't seen Tenet. Yes, it's a movie with her. Uh huh. Um. God, I forgot her name. It's Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. and there's a uh, Colin Fa- uh, Colin Firth, mm-hmm. uh, and I forgot the females female characters lead name the lead's name, but mm-hmm. it's really about the their husbands. All three of their husbands, they're mm-hmm. three women, and their husbands, three or four women, their husbands get shot. They die. They're all dead, and that the they all. A considerable amount of debt to this politician slash gangster, right. mm. and the gangster comes to the husband, to the wife, and tells them that hey, your uh, husband owes us this much money. Right. If you don't pay up, we cut you up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's one black. Uh, have you seen? Ah, God, I wish I could remember her name. Screenplay by Steve McQueen and Gillian Flynn. Elizabeth Debicki, Viola Davis. Oh, Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Well, you can't go wrong with Viola Davis. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh. Daniel Kaluuya is in here as well. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. And Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, and uh, um, what's it called? The Robert Duvall. Oh, shit. Yeah. All-star cast. And uh, and you root for these women who decide to embark on a heist, basically, mm. to uh, a heist to earn the money and earn their freedom. Mm. And each one of these characters have their own problems and their issues. Right. Well developed, mm. and there wasn't a second that I kind of go like, ah, I'm watching it. Feminist film that they're trying to like take over the man and everything. No, at the whole time I'm like, look, watching this, I'm like, get it, girls, get it, mm. come on, get it. Mm. Oh, that, that's gonna happen. It was a well made piece of cinema. Mm. It was entertaining as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were parts of the film that was not well boiled, mm-hmm. well boiled, or at least I didn't understand it because mm-hmm. like Viola Davis is is married to Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. And their son, uh, their son gets shot by the cops. Yeah, yeah. Because she, because he was black. Of, of course, course, of course. And yeah. but the pro, but the thing is, is like it, there was a subtext of racism mm-hmm. that that was not hundred percent developed in the relationship, mm. uh, in the relationship between Viola Davis and Liam Neeson. That I uh, maybe I just didn't understood it, but right. 
uh, it was mentioned uh, because, like, at one point she tells him, "Was like maybe you should have gone and married a white woman." And mm-hmm. but I, I think it would just didn't get developed in the right. film. But it, was a, it was a very good film. Mm. I love that movie. No ideas shoved down my throat. I want these people to succeed. They're they're all of all all these characters. They knock it out of the park. Mm. hundred percent recommend. It was very good. That's that was a. Uh, I actually watched that watched that with my ex girlfriend. I was telling her like, now that's how you make a film mm. without really pushing an idea down someone's throat. Mm. It's like you're not trying. Like even her, like the way she was like, she was like angry that I didn't see Black Panther mm-hmm. as if I've insulted. And she's uh, German, and she would call Africa, South Africa. That's my real home. Oh, okay. I think the issue with the girl is that she's. <laughs> she just jumps on bandwagons that happens to be very popular. Yeah, she was right. she was insane. Like whenever she see a black person, she would be like hi, mm. hi, <laughs> like right. like okay, okay. Like, Could you make this more awkward? <laughs> I had I had a friend who really liked the Blind Side. Like he really liked these feel good stories about racial conflict and racial tension. Yeah, you know, being fitched towards the end. Yeah, right. And I uh, even considered that a racist movie. What? I even considered that a racist film. The Blind Side? Yeah. Yeah, it's weirdly racist, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like, oh, look at this incapable black yeah. man yeah. Who, who white man helped him yeah, to, yeah. to find his potential. Right. I'm like, eh, oh, yeah, no, his IQ is really low, but he's really large. <laughs> you know, he's retarded. Yeah, but, yeah. But he can, he yeah. can kick your ass. He can kick your ass. Yeah. And so we're going to have this nice white lady from the suburbs take you in and then she's going to suffer the mildest form of prejudice possible while she while she you know yeah. essentially turns this dude into uh, into a sports cash cow yeah. like and come, on. Her, yeah. come on come on go in there get in the on. field come on there <laughs> give yourself some micro trauma to your brain run run <laughs> So that we can all be famous, we can prove that racism is is over now. Yeah, because we we took a gigantic black kid. Because America, you see, yeah. I'm a nice person. Yeah, yeah. Those that food ain't pay, ain't gonna pay for itself. <laughs> <laughs> you better run, black man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this very yeah. Like like that was a movie that at first when I watched it, I was like that was an racist film. And as I grew and I looked back at it, I was like, there was something so racist. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Mm, nah, yeah. nah. Let's not. Let's not. Look yeah. at this. Like one thing for sure, a Southern American will never do that to a for a black person. No, a Southern American will never do that. No. Oh damn. No. Black boy, what what you doing in my yard? <laughs> <laughs> Run. Yeah. We're gonna go hunting. Yeah. Why are we hunting? You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, that's how, that's how you get get out. That's why. Yeah, that's how you get get out. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of the... I'm actually a fan of the... What's it called? The, uh, what, what's his name? The key... key uh, um, um, uh, Keegan... Keegan Peel. Keegan Michael Peel? Keegan Michael... Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel, yeah. yeah. You're like Keegan Michael Peel. I see them as one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is making proper 
cinema that is actually yeah. very, very... Some of his stuff is very original. Yeah. I watched his, especially the... Ah, God, I forgot the name. The the last one where it was about... Um, the family who the finds f- a, a... Family, they find a replica of themselves. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, re- the replicas basically find them, basically. Yeah. And... He makes things that are actually very valuable, especially in for mm. uh, for the African American culture mm. in particular. And uh, he really manages to touch upon that point about being not about being black, but being mm. a black person in America mm. in yeah. a very very genius way. He's yeah. actually making a remake of Candyman. He's, oh shit! Candyman is coming out actually. I think I think Jordan Peele's great contribution to to movies is simply um, essentially starting the horror of uh, starting the genre of black horror. Yeah, black. I don't want to name it that, but yeah, because black, it is black horror. Yeah, it's black horror, but not in not because it's it's made by a black person or because it's got black actors. Yeah. Or because it involves black characters. It has black heritage. It's got black heritage. The horror is is the moral horror of what happens to a black person in yeah. white America. Because yeah. nothing can get more horrible for a black person. Yeah. Right? A black person would be like, I can deal with zombies. I can deal with werewolves. I know how to deal with ghosts, which is the common sense root of not going into the fucking house, yeah. Martha. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, he made those. Uh, like I saw the beginning trailer for uh, Candyman that he he has mm. released a few trailers, and Candyman, of course, is an iconic black uh, character who just like if you repeat his name three mm. times in a mirror, he's gonna come down and kill mm. you. And it's but the character itself comes from a, an, a black character who mm. was like in not long ago was. I think was in was it in love or something, mm. and the police comes and beats him up, mm. and then they cut his hand off. They put a spike in it, mm-hmm. and they cover him in honey, and his flesh is eaten, and he, he turns Jeez. into a revengeful, revengeful, and they lynch him. I think, right? And he turns into a revengeful ghost. Right. Now, what that is actually is that it, now in the trailer, it's emphasized mm. on that again mm. that. Yeah, you will just get if you you will get shot if mm. you're that will like that was a reality back in the day, mm. and it will happen again nowadays. Especially, it's, it, it oh, hasn't yeah. changed really. Uh, it happened recently, like a couple of years ago. Some dude literally got lynched in America. What? Yeah, yeah. It's a long list of like black people who died. In the past two to three years? They're weird. Not weird cases, but I would say, like, you kind of go, like, is it still happening kind of a cases? I, I call it, is it is this still going on? Oh, it's on? still going on. That's the, like, when George Floyd died. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck you like about him. He was drugged up, he was drunk, whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah. They put him in a car. Yeah. But the dude took him out of the car from yeah. the other side. Yeah. And then they placed his knee on top of his neck. Yeah. And then choked them yeah uh he was already in the car there was right. no, need, no need to keep detaining him right or like and do anything taser him or anything yeah yeah he was done yeah why did that happen 
Well, where did that rage come from from that white dude? I have to... no clue. I have no. It's a level of it's a level of racial violence that I don't think any person can like. For almost nine out. minutes, he put his yeah. knee on his neck. Yeah, yeah. Eight minutes, forty-six seconds. Forty-six seconds. Yeah, Dave Chappelle like really put plays it well. It's like yeah. eight minutes. Yeah, and forty-six seconds. I was like, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle remembers because as he mentions in his special, that was the that was the morning. That was, was the time he was, was born, born in the yeah, morning. Eight forty-six. Yeah. Um. Well, my cat's uh, scratching at the door again. Mm. Maybe he uh, he hears the conversation. He's black. Uh, <laughs> the cat's black. Um. Well, it's it's funny actually because black cats don't don't do very well in this country either. Mm. I don't know. Something about just blackness uh, yeah, disturbs people. Like no, in Malaysia, in Malaysia, look, the black cats get adopted. Are you talking about the? Uh, I read about Feng Shui, and yeah. I'm very surprised how still, how that shit still is still integrated in that. I don't, I don't get it either. It, honestly, it's like a, a someone I know. As a mole under her eye, mm-hmm. and she said her my feng shui. They said, yeah. She, she didn't say feng shui. She said they said that's mm-hmm. gonna cause me to cry. And I yeah. was like, well, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. The black cats don't get a good rep, so they don't get adopted in the country because the blackness is supposed to be like you know, black is a evil color, right? Yeah, which probably explains why black people don't get a good rep. Yeah, because they associate skin color with evil. Maybe I don't. Know. No, actually, I've heard that. I yeah. have. I've heard that in particular. Like, oh no, you're you're uh, you're bad luck. Yeah, you're black and you're black ghost. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Feng Shui shit. <laughs> yeah. like I'm like. I mean, it's feng shui. You I could I, make him stand in another corner. Like it's I really get if like a white person thinks he's racially like he puts his race as a thing of superiority. But if you go down to spiritual yeah. level, how racist are you? I, it's it's just weird. It's it's like it's it's a, not even spiritual. It's a ra- it's not even racist. It's spiritual. Yeah, <laughs> it's just this thing of what. Well, you'd have that in in in. In conservative sort of Bible Belt America as well, where they, where some some old timey Bible thumpers think that black people carry the mark of Cain on them, right? Uh-huh. And that the black skin is a you know is an indicate indicator of that. You know that then, and uh, when we were having religious studies, mm. you know how they said that black people were created. Mm. Uh huh. Uh, son of the bad son of Noah. Yeah. One of his bad sons. Yeah. There was one bad son who got drowned. Yeah. There was another bad son. Bad bad son that when he woke up, he saw he saw that that his son is making fun of him and right. whatever and he what he's doing and right. all and his mission and God and everything, right. and he prayed to God that do something about that. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember what exactly he requested, and God turned him black. Oh, great. And I remember that was how the religious teacher was talking about this, and that's how black people were created. (laughs) And I was like, like, oh, they're all descendants of son of Noah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he said, like, make him less beautiful or something. Apparently, like, he was good looking. And he was like, oh, how can I make him less beautiful? Turn him black. And I was like... This, like, like, there are these weird 
stuff that it's never gonna go away yeah. even in India like I, told, I don't know if I told you it's like the new history books in yeah. India that are being distributed yeah they said uh, how the Hindu race is born right uh, it's actually distributed in like elementary school and right. shit they talk about uh, God made dough right and he put it in the oven right he put it in the oven for too long Right. That's how black. By the way, he doesn't use black. They don't use the black. The word black right. in the book. They use the word the n word. What? They use the n word in the no. in the elementary school books. Oh no! Why India? And then uh. they talk about. Uh, then the god put the dough in the oven again. Right. But this time he didn't cook it enough. Right. That's how white people are born. Oh, good. Yeah. Then he put it enough, just yeah, long enough, and that's how the Hindus are born. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is. I just like the idea of God just like being a dude in quarantine trying to figure out sourdough. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will not be surprised if that would be the case, yeah. my friend. I will not be surprised. I just feel like... I think we've blown him out of proportion. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, I don't understand. It's... Racism is... Is weird. You think, I, like, I understand if you don't know how to, like, get along with somebody who looks different than you or somebody who speaks a, a different language than you, right? That's just instinctive. But the way how people rationalize it is just really... When like, you start rationalizing it, you're like, oh, wow. wow. You put thought into this. Yes. Like I just, I'm just uncomfortable with people who look different, but you decided to make a fairy tale to justify. You decided it. to write a book. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you do this? So weird. Really weird, man. And it's pretty. It, it, and Malaysia is not is not any better, right? No, no. You have this. You have racism here too. <laughs> no, it's very weird. Like for instance, it's it's in the little things, right? Um. Like if like if you're Indian, you're gonna get hauled up by a road, police roadblock, regardless, because they're gonna just assume you're drunk. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what was that? It was a, I think you told me that joke. He said I got into a car crash. Of course, he was Indian. Yeah, I think that was a that was a joke. He said. Like what a, was it? I can't quite remember. It's like a car crash. Of course, he was Indian. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, think, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. It was this thing of where uh, there's this constant jokes on about race here, and the, the we, we I think we just we need to get it out because it's just this thing of where we're constantly walking around with these dumb prejudices in our head, yeah. and if we don't make fun of them. They're just gonna turn. They're just gonna start looking real yeah. to us if we don't start making fun about how racist we are. We're going to start believing that shit is true. Good point, yeah. You like, know? Like, uh, for, for Middle Easterners, it's weird. We're, we don't even get... Our form of ra- the racism that we receive... Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I've been called a sand nigger a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah. But that's not really... That's lazy. I'm going like, yeah, just put some effort for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't use that in a rap. I yeah. can't yeah. make a rap rhyme yeah. with that word. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, the racism we receive is mostly with the the gazes mm-hmm. and the shift of attitude, which I call right. it the real racism. Right. Really, the real racism really st- uh, 
saying a word is not doesn't renders you racist. Yeah. Your behavior renders you racist. You yeah. can call me apples and pears and still mean still be racist. Right. It doesn't really fucking matter, really, mm. the word. I think the whole th- culture of racism, which is started by white people mm. and is being managed still by right. white people, is now they've shifted it so like, oh, you said that word, so now you belong to this group. They, yeah. Don't look at the context of what somebody said it. There was like a, some guy who was just born in 1950s. Right. And he's not a racist, but that's just the way he talks. Right. <laughs> so, but it's like, instead of looking at somebody's actions, yeah. look at somebody's words and right. just his appearance. Uh, the, the way we receive racism is most, racism is mostly that, that we get that pure yeah. racism. We yeah. get that bitter look. Right. That kind of a shift of like, come every, every, there's an entire shift that goes on that you won't even be able to believe. Right, 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 right. It's a yeah. There was a, there was even a girl who was like, this is just this weird thing that happened when she was like, like we were all talking, chatting up, and everything was going well. And she like she realized like you're Melissa, you're like ah okay, and like her entire demeanor changed. And like I am not gonna go out with a Muslim. I was like ew. I was like well I am gonna go out with you asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really fuck her. You know, like, like I, she suddenly turns so negative. Like a very you can feel it. I had experienced this some time ago when I was seventeen years old. Nine eleven happened, right? Yeah. And I made friends with this. As I like to call it, my birthday. Ah! (laughs) Oh! Ah! You get two cakes, and then you know. Yeah, two cakes, (laughs) and then they both crash. Uh, (laughs) No, I got. I made this friends with this Canadian dude, and I was sitting in the car with his mom in the front seat, and you know, we're just talking about stuff, and I casually mentioned that I was a Muslim. And then, oh, yeah, like, yeah. And it was like, you're a Muslim? Like, yeah, what did you think I was? That was the longest silence ever. One minute of silence I felt in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, and at the time I thought, okay, I just, I probably just like dropped one of these like random factoids that no one cares about. That's why no one knows how to start the conversation back again. Yeah. But looking back, I realized. Oh, oh, they felt awkward. They felt you? awkward because, you know, this is the... They suddenly realize yeah. the enemy is in the car with them. One of the best one experiences that I had was that there were the Christian missionaries mm. who came and started talking to me. Yeah. And that's what they do, apparently. Very oh, weird like that. I've got a handful of Christian missionaries. Oh, one time there was just two girls who came and started talking to me. Mm. And I'm pretty sure I could have had a threesome with them because I was talking with them. I was, they were talking with me like, hi, could you want to join our church and oh, stuff like geez. that? And I was like, and I said, no, I'm not, um, no, I actually, uh, I would, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, she was like, can we have your number? No. But then it just turned into flirtation almost. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so because weird. I was flirting back with, I was flirting with them. She was like, can I have your number? I said, no, you can't. Uh, and she was like, huh? What can't I? I said, well, I can't have your number. And she and her friends were both like, can we? Like, it immediately uh, turned into, a, they immediately turned into sluts. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. You yeah. look at you. <laughs> 
Does Jesus know about what you're doing right now? Yeah. Did he die for this particular sin right here? Yeah, it's fine. You might want to, you know. He didn't cover the loophole, man. No, no. There's always a loophole. There's two loopholes in his palms. That's, yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem, uh, you know. God damn it. Yeah, when he puts the palms together, it becomes one loophole. That's what you got to do. But, um, but yeah, you know, the racism is what... It's, the, Malaysian, the Malaysian racism is like... It happens because people just aren't thinking, right? Yeah. Stuff like Deepavali is like today, okay? Yeah. Deepavali is today. So the big, it's the it's the biggest Hindu festival uh, in the country, right? Second, perhaps only to like Taipusa. Yeah. Right. And it's a public holiday. It's a national holiday. Yeah. Okay. So you know it's important. Yeah. But yeah, ain't no Deepavali decorations anywhere. Not in the shopping mall. I have a, I have a joke about that. You have a joke about I have, that. I have a very good joke. About do you know what? Do you know what they put up instead? Christmas. Like you completely neglected the Indian people because the white man's holiday was more popular. I did. I said like you can tell what is a priority religion, mm. a priority, uh, the priority of race in Malaysia, just judging by how long the. Uh, how long the New Year songs go around? Right. So it's like we have the uh, what it was a uh, uh, we have the Hari Raya. Yeah. Oh, we have the Deepavali. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I have never heard the Deepavali song in the malls. Yeah. I've never heard the Deepavali song. Never heard a Deepavali song in my life. Then we have the Chinese. Yeah. We have the Chinese New Year. Yeah. Which is. But then that goes on for two months. It it ends before it even starts. Yeah. Then we have the Hari Raya, which is like song sound, which is a song sang by a man who seems like he's being sodomized slowly. I always say like everybody. I get sick of that song. That one starts thirteen months before the year and ends twelve months after. I think I, it's really weird because it's like you are the race with the most amount of privileges constitutionally. Yeah. Right? Well, I think we'll cut that part out. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fact, right? <laughs> you have the most amount of uh, privileges because it's guaranteed by the constitution. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you're all... Why, why, are you, why are your Raya song so depressed? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's happening to oh, you? To me, it doesn't sound like he's being sort of my slogan. Uh, you're in, to no. me, it just sounds like today is the happiest day of the year and I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to hang myself with a ketupat. That's what <laughs> to me, like, it sounds like somebody's like holding a gun to the back of his head. But, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It just it sounds, sounds, like, he sounds so miserable. It's like you sing, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> Why do you sound so sad? It's like it's even the Bali Kaboom song. Yeah. It sounds like a bunch of children holding up, being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Sing, motherfucker! Bali Kaboom! I want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah. 
Chinese songs, they sound like they want you to know they're happy. Oh, the Chinese song, whenever they're playing in yeah. my head, I'm writing dragons. Yeah. I'm not writing a good dragon, I'm yeah. writing a Chinese TV series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a very shitty CGI. Yeah, yeah. And we're all dancing. Just banging on a trash can. Dong, 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 you know? Yeah, like I was asking... Making as much noise as My friend was a manager in the mall. I was like, how long are you guys going to keep playing the the Harry Raya song? It's like, it's over. It's for five months. Right. It's like for another year. Right. The Christmas songs... Like everybody's and gonna do political. You guys, by the way, Hari Raya is gonna become more hip in Malaysia because I'm realizing they're really putting their spin on it. So we yeah. soon we're gonna have Hari Raya, Hari Raya, Hey! Just a whole bunch of R and B singers who so just like uh, Hari Raya. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, just full Beyonce in this shit. Hari. And I think to myself, this is too much. I've been I have been fasting for 30 days bitch I just want to be able to eat when yeah. the sun is up <laughs> doing Whitney Houston on that song she's full Mariah carrying that <laughs> shit soon the next year would be Lady Gaga <laughs> Harry Raya yeah. Harry Raya yeah. <laughs> I blew my fingers off with fireworks <laughs> ow 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 <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you so commercialized? Okay. Oh, but after all this has been said and done, right? Jesus. The Raya songs are like long and depressing and way too commercialized. And the Chinese songs are so loud. They're like, what the fuck are you chasing away? And yeah. and then the Christmas songs are like, you've been hearing them for a thousand times already. Yeah. Right? Deepavali songs? Nada. Not a damn no, thing. I don't know. Uh, occasionally, you see one of these like uh, Indian um, Indian uh, drawings yeah. with dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the columns. Yeah, yeah, the, like yeah, the the, yeah, it, yeah. That's that's how much knowledge I have. Yeah, Indian drawing with dust. Like the dust, the dust drawings, <laughs> the dust drawings. It's a column, which it's only like would last. Like, oh, I saw a big one in yeah. pavilion. It just yeah. like some asshole just swiped it. What a what a what dick. a pit. What a prick! Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea how long it takes yeah. to make those shit? Such an asshole, fucker. But yeah. I think it's really telling that on Deepavali, around Deepavali, in the malls, they're getting ready for Christmas already. Yeah, right. Then, yeah. So, so they're just pretending Deepavali ain't happening at all. And I know it's it's like mm-hmm. quarantine period and whatnot. Yeah. And celebrations are gonna be muted anyway. But acknowledge it. Just just acknowledge it. Right? Yeah, give it some show. It's part of the culture, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, show that... You know, that's another discussion altogether. That's a Punjabi song. And the Sikhs have their own celebration, right? You know, Vaisakhi. And there's no holiday at all for them. Oh yeah. So it's like I I I have know. a I have a Punjabi friend, but it's like yeah. it's very odd. Not really odd. I I don't know what to call it, but it's funny to see the division within their own community. Yeah. It's like you say like I told I didn't know she was Punjabi. I didn't know there was a different holiday. Yeah. I said hey happy Deepavali. She was like. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's my holiday. <laughs> okay. Okay. God, chill the okay. fuck out. It's like, There's too few of you for me to learn anything from. There's like thousands of races. <laughs> I'm lucky. I've got a lot of Punjabi friends because they thought I was one of them. You know? <laughs> I'm like, you're brown and hairy. You're probably a Punjabi, right? Uh-huh. I'm like... But I'm not a Sikh, uh. you know. I'm just like really Pakistani on my mom's side. That's about it. <laughs> oh, you're one of the people who caused partition. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, no, look, come on. I like naan and tandoori like the next dude. Just <laughs> chill out. It's fine. Okay. You know, I'll be an alcoholic today. It's 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 okay. You like that? Yeah. And they do. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, this one could drink. This one can drink too much. This one probably shouldn't drink. <laughs> you know, me in a conga line at a Punjabi wedding. It's the uh. best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You have yeah. to, you got to train to go to a Punjabi wedding. That's how I feel. <laughs> you have to, you have to do a few push-ups. They're quite intense. Get your cardio up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Then, then have a, a, an ambulance on speed dial just in case. Yeah. 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 What was it called? Yeah, I was talking to a, the my Punjabi friend. It's like it's funny to see how strict they are. Yeah, they're very cultured, but they're yeah, yeah. strict at the same time. Yeah, and she was like, "You know how we talk about sex with our parents?" And oh, yeah. she was like, "We don't." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. "You know, like when I, what I got when I asked my mother was like how the baby was made." Yeah, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Well." It was like a magic dust. Yeah. It's just like it's, it's Genghis Khan's. It's, Geng- it's, it's Genghis Khan's Khan Khan semen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like Krishna. It was yeah. like when a turtle loves another turtle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when a turtle loves another turtle, brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's I don't know if that's Punjabi or not. That's, that's I. It's close enough. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't know how how, like I today if you ask me if. An Iranian would do a bad impersonation of an Indian accent to a Malaysian. Uh, what uh, the fuck kind of weird... Come on, brother. Come on. It's a very good impression, brother. Come on. Come on. Krishna, Krishna, uh, Krishna get, approves. I'm going to get cancelled like a Windows, like a Windows app. Yeah. You know how I got the got to that impression? What? <laughs> I, I started practicing one sentence. Yeah. Put your cock away. <laughs> put, put your cock away, man. I tell you, put your cock away. Come on. <laughs> it's not that one actually. I'm pretty proud of that one. It's a shitty, shitty, ignorant. I <laughs> admittedly, I did the same thing with a Nigerian accent. Yeah. What is a Nigerian accent? So there is this Iranian comedian called Omid Jalili, and Omid Jalili. Oh, okay. Omid Jalili is a little round mm. Iranian dude from from Britain. Mm. So yeah, I know. British yeah. Iranian. He was in Mummy. Yeah, he was. He was. He played. Yeah. He played. He played Picasso in really? Mugliani. It was. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> so weird. So I don't know. He just has this bit where he just impersonates a Nigerian uh, uh, traffic cop mm. <laughs> who's giving him a parking ticket. <laughs> Sir, I'm going to give you a ticket and. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I just parked it for a little bit. I just... Sir, that is not a cogent answer. <laughs> it is not over yet. It's, it's, it's very tough. <laughs> oh, not Coachella, it's Coachella. I, I just named... I just mistaken Coachella with Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no, that's a T'Challa Coachella is uh where uh is uh It's a sex position. It's a no no it's <laughs> T'Challa the T'Challa yeah. one T'Challa Coachella. No, that's Kendrick Lamar and uh, <laughs> and uh yeah and and SZA. Yeah. That's what they feature. Yeah. God. T'Challa Coachella is the Kendrick Lamar's mm. personal music festival, I'm sure. Mm. <sighs> Want to wrap this up, man? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed to do this racist episode. <laughs> yeah, we're we're two two unwitting racists. <laughs> Talk about how racism is bad. It's not. Ra- we're not racist because we're part. We're not white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're just sort of, of light skinned. <laughs> Latte with <laughs> extra shot. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of shots in me. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I'm maybe like two shots behind you. No, I'm I'm like I'm I'm like two uh, espressos. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like Courtney Love's left arm. <laughs> oh god, that's a lot of shots. You know what I mean? Oh god, <laughs> I'm like Halle Berry with extra milk. Oh jeez, we. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, uh, that's that's her uh, dating Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, oh yeah, oh, God yeah. bless Harry Halle Perry, man. Oh jeez, she just... brought a lot. She brought a generation into puberty. I what I really liked about her was when Catwoman got the Razzies and she actually came to accept it. Oh yeah, that was super cool. That was very cool. Yeah, and here's the thing: I didn't hate Catwoman. You didn't hate it? No, no, really. I didn't hate it until I was told to hate it. Oh, that's really weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even hate it then. But yeah. I was like, oh, was that a platform? I, 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 I don't think it was extraordinary, but I didn't think it was shit either. You know what it is? I, I've never really hated a movie. But here's the thing. I was not... I didn't know what Catwoman was. Right. Until I, afterwards. Right, right. So I was like, oh, Batman, all right. that. Yeah. Otherwise, she was hot. Yeah, yeah. And it was a moderately entertaining film, but not a fantastic film at all. I think there are a lot of films out there who would be great if they just didn't have the title they had. Mm. You know? We can talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, bye bye, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. All right. Take care. Toodles. Wash your butts. We're still here. Ah, <laughs> gotcha.